Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Chainbytes 360 podcast, the podcast about everything from cryptocurrency and underlying technologies to current news in the industry. I'm Jeremy Snyder, CEO of BTM Compliance, joined by Eric Grill, the CEO of Chainbytes. I was on oxygen the whole nine. And, wow. Um, so now that I'm living, thank the Lord, like uh, I'll probably get back on it. But I was working on it then, and then when that all happened, I kind of shut everything down because I was kind of taking care of myself. <laughs> Check out check out elements and liquid. Check out elements and liquid, which is what they built lightning out of anyway. And 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 those things uh, at a lower you you have federated nodes and things like that, so you can kind of build in there. Lightning's tough to build in like internally because um, it it just does one thing really well: payments, right? And that's what it's designed to do. So doing sort of outside of that, I found it really difficult to work with. So I was like, all right, let me try this other thing. Let me know how it goes. I'm I'm interested to hear. Yeah. Eric, think about it like a microservice, right? Like you just, you're on the same machine and all you're doing is being able to use the, um, yeah, you should, like, it doesn't helium, isn't helium like that too? Oh, listen, that's a, there's, there's actually an open source metaverse, um, app that I I was in Mexico and we were laughing about it. It took me five minutes and I had the thing spun up and and I forget which one it looked like, but it looked like a major one of these metaverses. Like that looks like, I bet they, use that open source code then and they just kept moving on it i don't know i'm just telling you this is as easy as that to spin one up and if i can do it in 10 minutes imagine like building out this whole uh system so not that i'm looking to build a metaverse i'll, I'll stick to decentraland and all the other ones that, are, that others are building but um i agree it's an interesting but even state. that do you do you think that that's so it, even with this metaverse thing do you think it's um it's kind of crazy that we're still going back to silos so you got Decentraland, and you, that's a silo, and they're not really connected to one another. No, I know. Um, but the ownership of the land is is at least decentralized, and the, and and the important things because in the real world things are centralized, and sometimes it makes sense to centralize them. I don't know. Uh, it works today, so use the tools that you have today and make it better. Because I'm always like in that in, in in that instance, like something like Decentraland, because it's open source, or because you can find the code for it, you can just make your own. So I bought this plot in this one, but if there's 50 other ones, like. Yeah, but the other one, that see, the real estate's valuable there simply because you're neighbors, right? If, if you got a, a concert going on next door and there's 100,000 people come to that thing, you want to be next door um, so they spill over to you. So it's, a, it's, it's really about how many people you get using it, which, I don't know, in the news lately, they said there were 20 people on Decentraland for the whole month. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that, interacting with contracts, wow, that's a... Somebody's not winning. <laughs> but see, Eric, that's what I, that's the other part I get shot for. Because I tell him, a guy introduced me to Dap Radar, who was an he loves Ethereum. And he's like, go look at it. And this is during the hype. But he don't realize now I'm always looking at it because I'm like, you guys are hyping the usage of these smart contracts. And here's the actual on-chain data. And it's like only 20,000 people are using OpenSea right now. I was like, that sounds like some kid's website. You know what I mean? Like, if 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 your website was only getting twenty thousand people a day, you'd be like, "Oh, this is like was nineteen ninety seven? You know what I mean? It's like you wouldn't feel happy about that. But you have people who are literally pushing that Ethereum is being used by so many people. And I'm like, "What does use mean?" I was like, "Okay, if they're transacting and they're just sending ETH around, okay, that's different. But actually using the DApps, it's really not that many people interacting with applications on a day. Not anymore. 
they had to move off. You can't, you can't wait around for them to get around to fixing it, maybe, and maybe not. There, there were other alternatives. Binance Chain, look at how many people moved over to Binance Chain, Tron, all, all of those alternatives that people moved to. Why? Cheap transactions. And if you don't learn your lesson from that, guess what? <laughs> Ethereum for $3,000, you can forget it. Ethereum for $3, maybe. I, I, I knew this was coming. I know. <laughs> If he would have been here, he would have been he would have been in the bandwagon. He would have been in that bandwagon with us <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> but you can tell. I mean, it's oh, what we believe, God. and it's We're- and it is the truth. It's the truth. It's it's yeah. so inflated, and it doesn't help you accomplish anything when the cost of these utilities are so high. It makes zero sense. It- Unless you're selling it, then then it makes sense because you're making money. Then right? you're incentivized. But before that, if you're not selling it, you're not incentivized to use it. It costs too much. It's a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, somebody sent me like $10 in Tether once. And I was like, oh, let me just move this over. And I looked at the gas fee. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, this, I'm not sending this. Okay, I'll just let it sit here then. It was completely unusable. How can you have a network that is unusable for that long? It's just not... Uh, okay, Let's enough Ethereum bashing before we really... Yeah, <laughs> we'll I was really going to say, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how many of our listeners really like Ethereum, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get some hate mail for that. I don't hate Ethereum, though. That's the thing. I love Ethereum. I just don't like that the price and the, and the hype and, and the things going around it. I mean, it's not an elegant solution, especially this proof-of-stake sharding, the way that they did it. It's not elegant. There's certainly better solutions than that, but it's better than what they had. They're improving it, so okay, cool. But don't expect for Ethereum to go up in price. Yeah, they haven't even pushed out the sharding yet. That's the part that trips me out. It's like the merge was just proof-of-stake. It's like there have been plenty of chains on proof-of-stake forever. That wasn't a huge thing. They just switched over. Like the sharding is what was going to be interesting to me because it allowed you to scale far better. But they didn't do the sharding. Well, I don't think they did it for technical reasons. I don't even know if it's going to work. I think they did it for for political reasons, right? Take the power away from the miners and give it to a few people that are staking it, right? Hmm. Now they can do whatever they want, which is centralized, <laughs> which makes the point. <laughs> but they're not going to say that out loud. They're not going to say that's why they did it that way. But they had this whole plan of, well, you have to do this before you can do this and you can do this. But the reality is the only reason you can't do those things is because the miners are like, no way, we're not going to do it. So get rid of the miners. It's just interesting because people don't, I don't think people even care to be honest. That's what you just don't. I think that people, people rather believe in the hope so that they can feel like their investment is going to make money in the future. Because as long as there's nothing solid, they can just keep hoping. That's right. You know? It's hard because they don't understand the technology, so they don't know what to, to do. So they just want to roll the dice and say, well, this sounds reasonable. And so you're getting, most people are being directed to these people that do marketing real well. That, that's where I run. When I, when I see people spending all this money on marketing, then the tech must suck because you, can't, you don't have to spend that much money on marketing. If your tech's really good, you're going to have people like me going, look at this. This is cool. Come on. The, the, this is what you should be using. And that's going to have a lot more influence than on just the, you know, putting it out there and you know, buy this and it might go up 20%. As soon as I hear that stuff, nah, not interested. Tell me what it does. What does it, what does it do? Who's doing it? <laughs> Eric, being a guy that's been around, would you agree that when we started in Bitcoin, it was developers, libertarians, and cypherpunks? Yeah. Yep. Not even that many developers, honestly. That It was hard to find any developers. Yeah. But, yep. Mostly anarchists. Yes. No, but I mean, it, it was 
it was it was developed it was developers but that didn't mean they knew about bitcoin but it was it was so intriguing to them that they were coming to learn about it so at conferences you had that was the mix but they didn't do it though that's the thing like all my developer friends dismissed this and and were like this is yeah yeah they weren't they were like they were probably developers but not really necessarily they were they were developers but they weren't really libertarians right their their ideologies were not connected to bitcoin that's right and for them it made no why would you want to do you remember Remember when it started going to like Coin Summit, which is more of a financial conference? Mm-hmm. When that switch oh, oh, happened, that's that's FBC's when all of it started to change. Mm-hmm. That's where all the yes. money came in. It was all it was brown, blue, and black. That's all I remember being at that con, I couldn't go in it. I couldn't afford it. I was we lobby conned out on the porch basically. <laughs> People coming out, we was like, "Hey, how you doing?" We, we was doing our. We used to make we jokes like about comp- the CEO we uniform. Comp- we Everyone was wearing the same stuff. <laughs> right, and so it's like when the finance guys got in, the whole mentality changed. And then you add in what happened with Ethereum, and now all the marketers came in. I remember the flyer. I was in I was in Toronto when they did the presale, and I remember the flyer that had everybody that was dealing with Ethereum on the flyer. Like this, it was like all these names, and the majority of those names were marketing people. And that's when you knew like it's a different mix. It's like, and that's think about it. That has never left Ethereum. It's always been marketing. Like even this move to proof of stake, Casper, they were talking about that 2014-15. This move to proof of stake was supposed to happen so far ago. But it's like you if, as long as you keep it out there like it's coming, you can keep the buzz like, oh, the price is gonna go up when it's finally gets here. So you can keep send that ten dollars a tether. Yeah, see, that's what I'm, and it's it's like there's hope. I feel like we the whole entire system has yes the whole entire system, and and the way it's been been presented has changed and it's gotten people to this dither, to where like on wall I mean on a on a what's it called on Capitol Hill, they're believing in all of these. Oh, I believe in the thing you can do with the blockchain, and that's how I know they really don't understand. You get what I'm saying? Like I believe in yep. all the things you can do with the blockchain. But people but like, are they don't really get it. They just—they're invested. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. And their, I just want effort to, yeah. and their, or, yeah. you know, it's like a cheerleading team for a football team, right? They—they—they're—that's they're, it. That's the coin. Everything else is a scam, and you know, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, everybody has their coin. This is the best one, and here's why. Um, yeah. As technologists, who cares, right? What I, I want to see what the best is. I don't—I don't care what you know. Bitcoin, so disrupt Bitcoin, create something really better. Um, but you're not going to do it in marketing. You're going to do it in tech because at this point, yeah. there's, there's mm. yeah. So preaching, preaching to the choir. Well, listen, <laughs> for this to be really crazy like this, yeah. For this to be really crazy like this, my wife just gave me the five minute thing. I guess okay. we got to go somewhere in five minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so but, listen, right, so I'm going to do this up, again let's, let's, at some point. I'll, what are you most excited about in yeah. right now? What, what what it sounds like lightning? What what else? What are you excited about? What tech are you excited about? Yeah, light lightning lightning by far is probably the thing that excites me the most, and is it's really more so for the fact that you have all that are connected, incentivized peers that are connected. I think mm-hmm. the really cool stuff can go to that, and then that 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 pushes us to making Bitcoin the the currency of the next. Web 15, or whatever what anybody wants to call it, <laughs> Web 25. Um, <laughs> um, I think that that gets us a lot closer to that idea, right? 
So that's what's real. That that by far is very exciting. I know people are doing stuff. Uh, I heard, I've heard of Taro and what they're trying to do and put uh, assets on top of Lightning as well. And even if you are, even if you're, even if it's, if you're able to put light uh, assets on top of Lightning, I still think there'll be applications like these decentralized applications that should be able to use that. That could be really, really cool. So that that's the thing that I'm looking at the most from a technical standpoint. Um, as far as everything else. <sighs> I just I'm just on the wait and see about these world computers. Uh, that's what I call Ethereum, Solana, and all of that. Because um, I really believe what I believe about it, and I haven't seen anything that has changed my mind. Um, I'm not excited. I'm not that excited about it. I would love for some of that stuff to work. Like I always tell people, it's fun. It's fun developing on Ethereum. Like it is. It's Easy. really fun. Like you mess around on Ethereum for a little bit. It's, yeah, it's easy. It's fun. You can do some little cool stuff with it, and I think that's what got everybody so ho- hopeful and hypeful out of it. But at the end of the day, like I'm not that excited about it because I think that people still haven't figured out that it's it's the the alignment of incentives is so out of whack that nobody's really working on the real hard problems. What about RSK? They just want to keep creating marketing pieces. RSK. I think Taro's gonna take it over. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think people aren't gonna fool with RSK as much once Taro comes in. I think Taro's going to be the thing. It has the support. Um, it has a company that's actually, again, remember you were talking about it, Eric, you need somebody to fund it. There's an actual company that is kind of pushing it to the forefront, which means that they're going to fund the development on it. And that tends to be how things happen in Bitcoin. Some company has, that has already raised money for something else usually has to come in and push some development. So you got Taro, and then you got like a company like Block. You got a company like Block that has the Spiral Team, right? That it built like the Lightning um, kits and those things. So I think that's the only way we're going to get the development that we really want is by getting these large companies to continue to kind of subsidize um, development on Bitcoin. Agreed. No, I, I, I do agree. I want to see more of that. It's, so shout uh, out. Shout out to Jack Dorsey. <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out to Elizabeth Stark. Like you know, what I'm saying, shout out to those folks um, that are that are using their company funds to actually to innovation in Bitcoin. Yeah, and in particular, Lightning. Um, I think I, I think everyone's excited about Lightning, and there's a lot of development going on there. But there are limitations to it, and so for me, yeah, it's a great payment gateway, and we're definitely going to use it. But there's there's other ancillary things that still need to be built, and these assets on top of it, and, and things like that. But, We'll get there, I guess. But right. I would have hoped it had been right. sooner than uh, you know, <laughs> now. <laughs> awesome. Any last uh, words of advice? No, I I told Jeremy, I said, I haven't been on a a podcast like this. Like, I don't think ever. It's a tech. Like, I like talking tech. I like talking both. I like talking social justice and everything I'm doing with Black Bitcoin Billionaire and, like, even in the playing field, I love talking that, but I normally hardly ever get talks, and it's like me either. Like listening to Eric, <laughs> it's like we <laughs> like listening to you, Eric, makes me go. Good timing. No, I I just really appreciate this. Yeah, I really just appreciate this conversation, man. Same. So, thank you, guys, Jeremy, Eric. So before we let you go, Lamar, you want to tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you, and and watch some of these projects that you're working on. Yeah, man. Um, everywhere, B I G A R H, Big Ma. Um, B I G M A R H. If you want to say it like my dad, it's Big Ma. Oh, um, but that's pretty much where you can find me everywhere. That's why the H is on there, so you can get the ha at the end. Ah. 
Is he Klingon? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, he's just East Kentucky, and that's the problem. Big Mom. Oh, um, so, so yeah, man. So yeah, you can find me all of those places. B I G M A R H. Um, we're working on Black Bitcoin Billionaire Resolution. Um, we're working with uh, the working Rock Nation, the Sean Carter Foundation, on doing the Bitcoin Academy in Brooklyn. So we've been doing some education uh, in the Marcy Projects. Um, so it's been really cool as well. So, but yeah, man, thank you guys. Uh, appreciate it. It's been a really fun. Like I said, whenever hit me up, man. We we'll do this again for sure. I like this kind of conversation. We'll have to run into each other at one of these conferences, and we'll do them live together. Um, we'll, we'll probably catch up. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks again. Okay. Well, another great episode. Let's wrap this one up, and we'll just kind of do a short recap here. Man, it's uh, it's been awesome to to kind of talk through, you know, such a technical topic uh, with just someone who's been self taught. Um, Eric, you want to take us through this? I mean, you know, I I, I met Lamar a long long time ago. He was pushing. Uh, he he had created a wallet for the Apple Store. Apple didn't, you know, Apple was very anti crypto back then. Not that they. They've changed that tune too much, but uh, you couldn't put anything in the Apple Store. Uh, and he found a workaround. He created this like community, as, as you talked about in, in, in there. Um, but just in general, he was doing all sorts of things early on, and I wondered what what became of him. What, did he, what was he up to lately? I haven't kept up with him because he, he sort of went off onto the social side and, and did some other things, as, as we heard. Um, but yeah, as a software developer, it's an exciting time and an exciting space. And you know, he's playing around with some of the same things I am, Lightning, and you know. Uh, Bitcoin itself, and wondering why a lot of development isn't happening there, and it's uh, it was a, it's a good interview, and it's it, we should definitely have him on, but uh, again, um, as a follow up in a few, maybe a year or so, and say, hey, what's going on now? What are you up to now? Because he's always going to be into something. As, Absolutely, as that conversation could have probably gone on for at least another hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the bandwidth wasn't so bad, he's got to get better internet. But yeah, that was that, that was good, uh, and it was nice hearing from him uh, what what he's up to, and and just sort of sort of the same struggles but he and i both had going through the you know the software development side of it uh trying to get things built agree agreed yeah the social aspects and out there creating communities speaking of communities for our listeners if you're hearing this message you've listened all the way to the end of our episode (laughs) and for that we'd really like to thank you it's a feat in itself if you liked this episode, please leave us a review. You know where to find us, either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and share this episode with your friends. If you have any questions about anything that we've talked in today's episode, we'd love to hear from you, and we do answer all those messages, so don't hesitate to reach out to us. And you can join us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and even LinkedIn in order to continue some of these conversations. So thanks, guys, for joining us. Until next time. Thanks, guys.